G'day everyone and welcome to this very special bonus episode of another Bloody Movie Podcast. I'm Sean Coates, thanks so much for listening. And this bloke wanted to talk about some horrendously shitty movies that he saw and we just didn't have enough time to fit it into our regular episode. So here we are, Eric Tischer, joining me once again. So, what movie did you want to talk about first up? That, uh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of films I could talk about, but I'll just start with the most recent one. I finally watched Plan 9 from Out of Space. Oh, man. Not a good idea. I mean, my friend and I, or I and two friends, uh, were just thinking of a shit movie to watch, because we like to just watch like a, I don't know, just a, a so bad that it's good film, and just, you know, just enjoy it for what it is. Anyway... Well, um, one of us came up with a bright idea, like, oh, why don't we watch Plan 9? It's only, like, 80 minutes long. And we thought, okay, yeah, let's watch uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. But, oh, my God. Um, were we wrong to think that this is going to be so bad that it's a good movie? This is just horrendous. It's just a terrible, just a flat, flat-out, straight, terrible film. Oh, it's not it's even not, in the so bad it's, it's good. It's not so bad that it's good. I don't know why people think that as a... Um, What's his name from Science? Seinfeld? Yeah, there's, there's an episode it's of Seinfeld just... where they go, they're gonna go see it, like yeah. a midnight showing, kind of like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, like, like a, a cult, like viewing. a room viewing, mm. like when they go and do that. Yeah, just just like how he quotes it, it was like the one, yeah. the worst film ever. Yeah, it's like, come on, this isn't Plans One through Eight. This is Plan Nine. This is the one they got right. The worst movie ever made. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Probably not. Worst movie ever made, but it's up there for sure. I mean, this is just a fucking chore to watch. Mm. Um, uh, most of Ed Wood's films chores to watch, though. Uh, probably, but some of them are definitely more entertaining than others. There's more, like, Plan 9 is the one. I think it was the biggest budget film he did um, at, at, that the time, time. at that wow. point in time. And, um, God, uh, well, it didn't look at it. just looks as cheap as all the other films, but... <laughs> But Jesus Christ, was this movie boring? Like it was hard to tell what was going on because we we struggled to keep our concentration. Really? watching this, yeah. Like um, like you know, there was saucers flying around. This uh, this um, airplane pilot for the military just. And it's so hilarious seeing the scenes the cockpit because they got these really shitty. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen, and, and, and there's oh, a curtain behind yeah, them there's too. A cur- there's curtains everywhere. They go <laughs> to the mothership and there's just fucking curtains. There's a guy at his desk. Using and he's supposed to be a fucking alien, but he's got all this. Oh, um, wow. He's got all this radio equipment, like human radio equipment. They didn't even try to bother making it look uh, oh, different geez. at all. And what was so hilarious was like, ever my my friend and I we we, we spotted this um, quite soon. All right, so it's really weird because this guy, um, this general, only seems to have two alien soldiers, but he seems to have like three or four ships. Who the fuck's manning the other ships? <laughs> anyway, anyway, these soldiers, they're wearing these, I don't know, goofy B-movie get-ups. But for some reason, it looks like they stole his costume from, like, a, a children's play. Because he's just wearing this, like, this midi- this really cheap medieval Halloween costume that's got a fucking shield and a halberd on oh. there. And he's just, and the whole movie's talking about how stupid humans are. And it's so funny because well, the reason those, the aliens... The, hu- the humans that made this movie were stupid. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I don't know. Edward I mean, was just cooked. That's That makes me a little bit sad, though, because... It's and, actually kind and, of depressing and, to watch And as a, as a film student and aspiring filmmaker, mm. to watch someone like Ed Wood put his heart and soul into this yeah. film and 
believed he was making a masterpiece. Yeah, and it was for this to turn out, shit. it's, I, it, it, it's there is a savvy. level of admiration in that. Mm. But his movies are terrible. They're just terrible. And oh my god, these aliens—they're so fucking <laughs> stupid. I mean, they try to get noticed. Oh, on the, so on the, on that's the... why they fly around out in the open. But oh my god, it's so funny. My but, friend said if they want to get noticed, or if they just like park the ships on top of the fucking UN and say, "Ah, uh, yeah, we exist." Yeah, and we're gonna fucking carpet bomb you if you don't do what we want. <laughs> they didn't want a carpet bomb. They wanted to stop humans from developing a weapon. It's so stupid because they're talking about how dumb humans are. And they're like, "Oh, us aliens, we're like millennials, millennials ahead of them." But oh, the humans are dangerous because they might develop the stupid. Uh, space gasoline right. that could set the universe on fire. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Space gasoline. Space gasoline. Like, like Edward knew nothing about chemistry. So he's, he's <laughs> I've got a feeling he's talking didn't... about light particles having atoms I, inside I, them. I don't think you realise that they're a fucking... A particle's a particle. Yeah, okay. a light is a wave. It's, well, it's a, it's a wave slash particle. It's hard to, oh, um, to I don't know... I've got, a, into... I've got a feeling that Edward didn't uh, drop out of every school he was in. Dropped out of film school, regular school. Just Hell, I mean, I'm surprised he was even to make so many movies. Like, he just, just got this with luck, really. Mm. It was clear that he had a passion, though. It was just mm. uh, ill. <laughs> yeah. So, Play 9 is just... Oh, it's, man. It's just a, a shit show, really. <laughs> not even a good... It's a real not shit even a, show. It's not even, not even a good old schlock fest. It's just... Oh, wow. It's just... Uh, Terrible. Jeez. So anyway, don't watch now, it even for shits and gigs. Don't don't bother watching it for shits and gigs because there are very few. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure the funniest thing was when um, oh my god, a, a police officer scratches his head with his gun. Did <laughs> <'Cause> he <it's laughs> shoot himself? <laughs> no. That would have been amazing if he did. If he was like. If actually there was a loaded gun, so fucking got killed on set, and Edward is just like, I'm perfectly keeping it. <laughs> Cut. Um, oh, I can just imagine if Edward directed the crow. Keep rolling, keep rolling. Brandon Lee gets shot. Keep rolling, keep rolling. <laughs> Brandon, get up and that's like that. Exactly. Oh god. Uh, anyway, now, now I'm gonna segue into a an, into a terrible film that's more enjoyable to watch, but it's still just it's. It's just abysmally confusing. Just uh, aloha, aloha. Now, this was the it's... beginning of the end of Cameron Crowe, wasn't yes. it? <laughs> I mean, it... he is a good. What happened in the last couple of years? Because he uh, he's made know. great movies. He's made almost famous is fantastic. Mm. Almost famous is a great movie. Um, Vanilla Sky, no. <laughs> mm. uh, maybe, maybe actually, but Vanilla Sky may have been the beginning of the end, and this was just the final nail in the coffin of Cameron Crowe's career. Well, I mean, a friend of mine thought that Aloha might have been alright just by looking at trailers. I don't know why he thought that. Anyway, um, so so it was his idea that would watch this film. Alright. And, um, oh my god, was was this movie just fucking stupid? Alright, this, this seems like, because we seem to have a very new tradition on this show whenever Eric comes on, is that we... Pick a bad movie and we just yeah. run through the wiki, Wikipedia. Plot I mean, synopsis. this is what I do with my friends. I I masochistically tort we masochistically torture ourselves by watching these <laughs> terrible films, and we hope to God that one of them is actually like so bad that it's good. Oh, and okay. Aloha is sort of one of them because it's just so weird and unique. Okay. What was nothing but trouble? One of those or not? Ah, uh, no, nothing but trouble. <laughs> straight shit. It's pure shit. 
is is probably the worst movie. Yeah, but I've ever when seen. we when we uh, talked about nothing but trouble on one of the other episodes, I was like, I kind of want to watch this. But then I watched the trailer. I'm like, nope. No, oh my no, god! No, if you've no, seen no, images no, of no, that no, movie, no. you just feel like, huh? What the heck was Dan Aykroyd thinking? Like, uh, did, did, oh, did they he drink, like did he drink some skull vodka? And he just like <laughs> he came up with an idea for like fucking uh, Ghostbusters three, and then he he, he like he's just like oh. Hey, uh, let's do this for Ghostbusters 3 or whatever. And then the studio's like, ah, no, Ackroyd, this is fucking shit. So then he just re-imaged it to make nothing but trouble. Wow, that was, uh, that was a lot of changes must have been made to that fucking script. Uh, I don't know. Alright, so let's get into the plot of, the plot in quotations of Aloha. Mm. Because from what I've seen of this movie, because I'm, I'm smarter than you and I completely avoided this movie, but this movie just looks like it's all over the place. Yeah, it is all over the place and, uh, I don't know about your statement, I mean, you're missing out on, on some high, high art schlock high art schlock. Hey, I watched The Happening recently, okay? That movie is incredible for all the wrong reasons. Yes, (laughs) that, that is true. But Aloha's just... (laughs) What kind of terrorists are these? (laughs) Yes. Oh Oh my god. That guy who kills himself with a lawnmower. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway. We should do a commentary of the happening. Yeah, we should do a commentary for a bunch of the shit movies we watch. We need to, okay. A commentary for Aloha would be brilliant. Just... Okay. I just just want... I just want... Evan to to do the commentary and just to, just to have him like scream in pain. Like, <laughs> he's like, Capra Crow, what the fuck are you doing? Put some decent music in this. Yeah, put some decent. Capra Crow, good at how that. stupid are you? How you? You're not even trying to convince me that Emma Stone is half Chinese, oh. quarter Swedish, and fucking quarter Hawaiian. Right, and well, then and then my other friend Corn's just like, what? She's supposed to be these ethnicities? She's like the most whitest, Aryan woman I've ever seen. Yeah, and she's got Martian big, eyes big too. Big bug blue eyes. She's meant to be half Chinese, and she's got the giant yeah, Martian eyes. She's got, she's got eyes that are... That are so big that they, they're just big for white They're really people. popping out of her they're skull. Bulging out of her skull. It's insane. Like, you're just worrying that the, the eye would just fall out and just have to put it back into place or something. It's just crazy. Uh, Alright, let's get into this anyway, plot. Alright. Okay. I'll try to do my best to recall the plot. Alright, do you want me to read this? Alright, you read out the All plot. Alright, so this is from Wikipedia. Okay. So... Oh, no- I have to tell you about this hilarious character in this... There's a... I, I don't know why they did this, but it's just... I don't know if they thought, like, oh, this would relate to some people. I, I, I doubt it does, but there's a character, like, the the husband of Bradley Cooper's ex-wife. Um, she married to some dude, military dude, um, who doesn't speak, or he rarely speaks, and he just... He, he communicates through, like... Gestures and stuff. It's really weird. What? Is he deaf? Does he have no? He's it's not, not deaf. Sign language he's not deaf. He can hear perfectly fine. He's just. I think they're trying to paint him as like, oh, this is such a manly man. He doesn't even talk. <laughs> he just grunts and shit, and he nods his head. It's what that's what he fucking does. It's wow. like there's this really weird scene when like when uh when you see him like do this for the first time. This like does his weird gesture, mannerisms and things. Okay, um, Bradley Cooper gets something from the fridge, and then fucking this guy just walks right up to him. Pops his chest and he like makes himself look really tall and intimidating and he just like examines him for a bit and then just walks out and then his and then his wife says, I don't think he likes you. You know fucking shit. No doll. shit. No shit doll. Oh. This guy's like a goddamn God. bear. Like he's just he's just like, 
oh, what's this? What's this guy doing in my fucking cave? I'm oh. gonna tear him apart. But this is there's a hilarious scene where um, uh, Bradley Cooper's ex-wife and this in this uh, mute military man, um, <laughs> they break up. And then Bradley Cooper convinces them to go back with her. And they had this really, oh, really weird, awkward hug-out moment. Oh. oh, God, it's so strange. And, and and then at the end of the film, he's just, like, doing all these gestures. And it's funny, because I have, like, I think they had translations for it. Oh, really? It's so stupid. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> what were they Let, Let's get into this piece of shit from the top, mm. why don't we? So, military contractor Brian Gil- Gilchrist played by Bradley Cooper, returns mm. to Hawaii to organise a traditional blessing for a new pedestrian gate on behalf of billionaire Carson Welsh, played by... Oh, Bill Murray got dragged into this yeah. too. Really? Yeah. Why? Carson Welch, who intends to develop a nearby nearby land into a space centre, following a celebrated military career that ended in, a shadowy, in shadowy deals in Afghanistan, the now disillusioned Gilchrist is tasked with negotiating a deal with the Hawaiian natives and supporting Carson's launch of a privately funded satellite. Oh, and I heard that the actual king of Hawaii is in this film. Or is he really? Yeah, he's, he's in this film. Um, oh. Evan was telling me this while watching this. And, and I, I didn't even realise that. I, said, I thought, why the fuck did the king of Hawaii agree to be in this movie and, and, and to appear so, like... I don't know, open to I can the, just imagine the Americans, because I, I, I heard the Hawaiians despise the goddamn Americans. Uh, so that's, I'm like, really doing... out of character. So they must have gave them a shitload of cash. I don't know. Mate, we'll give you another island. <laughs> oh, Keep going. Wow. Uh, Gilchrist... Gil- oh, I'm going to say Gilchrist instead of Gilchrist for most of this thing, because I just think, oh. keep thinking of Australian cricket legend Adam Gilchrist, because it's so close to mm. that. But anyway, so Gilchrist's... Mission is complicated by his former girlfriend Tracy, played by Rachel McAdams, now married with two children, and his idealistic Air Force liaison, Captain Allison Ng, played by <laughs> Ng, N-G. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Allison Ng. That's Swedish for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's wide-eyed. They even say wide-eyed. Oh, God, God, what the hell? Wide-eyed. I think that was just a coincidence. I don't know. I'd say, like, oh, she's got, she's got a broad vision. Like, both, uh, me- like, uh, physically and uh, metaphorically. Oh God. Whose wide-eyed fascination with space reminds him of his own childhood and sense of wonder. That only happened when she's, like, flying Bradley Cooper around Hawaii. Oh, okay. Like, doing a tour flight. Alright. Gilchrist and Ng travel to me. <laughs> Should we just go mm? yeah, every go, time? Mm. We both I'm have to do so soon, but right? Both do that. We just go mm. <laughs> so, so, Gilchrist and Ng... <laughs> Travel to meet King Kanahale, Kanahale, that must be the King of Hawaii, mm-hmm. at his isolated community to negotiate a deal for his participation in the gate blessing ceremony. Along the way, mm-hmm. tries to, in- to engage Gilchrist in conversation about his life and work, but is unable to break, unable to break through his cynicism. When they meet the King, mm-hmm. who is part Hawaiian. Bonds with him and his companions, identifying with their spiritual view of the land and sky. After prolonged negotiations, Gilchrist brokers a deal oh, for wow, the king's that's participation. Kind of when she's in the fucking air force. Yeah. In exchange for two mountains and free cell phone service. <laughs> oh. Yeah, boys, we need that cell phone service. Yeah, got two mountains too. Yeah. Suck on that. They're actually... That's what they're and imagine these, like... Uh, they're gonna build two fucking towers on them. And they're like, ah, oh, suck shit, they're active volcanoes. <laughs> the next night, Gilchrist and... Mm, mm. 
have dinner at Tracy's house where they meet her husband, Woody, John Krasinski. Oh, that must be Tracy's yeah. husband. Yeah. Okay. And their two children, Mitch and Grace. Yeah, fucking Woody. <laughs> what a name. At one point, Gilcrest and Tracy find themselves alone in the kitchen where she admits that she loved him and had plans to make a life with him before he abandoned her 13 years ago. <laughs> Does... Do they... Talk, is that just a throwaway thing in the movie, or do they... Uh, sort of is. They, they... they So they bring it up, but it's, I don't know, there's no real purpose of bringing it up, really, because, um... I don't know, the Bradley Cooper does do some weird fatherly shit with the kids, even though they're not his biological kids. I don't, I don't know why. There's, just, there's, there's, there's so much shit that happens like this. Like they, they bring up this, uh, this dilemma, and... They, they don't do anything to conclude it. Like, it doesn't um, end up uh, leading anywhere. Like, they bring this up, but then it just... There's, there's, I don't... There's nothing that happens that sort of resolves that. Like, Jeez. as I said, like, the, her, her... His ex-wife, his husband, they have, like, uh, I don't know, like a fight of some sort. All they right. end up breaking apart, and then she, I don't know, visits... Uh, fucking Gilcrest uh, and no. tries to get back with him but then I don't know Gilcrest brings him back together no, I'm in love with sort mm. of, yeah he's yeah exactly he's in love with mm. right. even though they're, oh, they're we're, we're um, gonna have to stop doing that otherwise we're gonna get really like there is a lot of ums in this uh, summary we can stop we'll, we'll just say uh, I don't know mm. Emma Stoner or whatever alright yep I mean, right. she seems pretty fucking pepped in this movie. Oh, she's just <laughs> bouncing off the goddamn walls. She's like, she's like a little kid or something. That he put in the Did air she just do like a line of cocaine kid. before she shot each scene? Oh, do you pro- reckon? I wouldn't be surprised. Her, her and fucking Crowy doing coke together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make let's make fucking a load. So check up. Let's do this. Let's go surfing later. She, We're in yeah. Hawaii, yeah. And then, she, then she's just like running about everywhere. She's like, I'm in the fucking air force. <laughs> oh, guys, did I forget to mention that I'm quite a white? Oh, God. And everyone was just like, we really good give a you. shit. Like, good for you. <laughs> we really fucking oh. care. The next evening, they attend Carson's Christmas party where General Dixon, played by Screamy Baldwin himself, yeah. <laughs> uh, tells Gilcrest not to show them, not to screw up their deal with the Hawaiians. Mm. One of the General's men's hands Gilchrist a thumb drive. Oh, Gilchrist. A thumb drive containing top secret information for the upcoming satellite launch. Really, all that would fit on a thumb drive? I don't know, maybe there's a Jeez. lot of documents, so maybe he put his port zip on files. there and he forgot put, to delete put, it. Put a bunch of zip files on there. Forgot to delete his, his uh, mountains of porn. <laughs> we'll give you two mountains porn. <laughs> D- during the party, Gilcrest is be- it becomes attracted to mm, who is having fun dancing with Carson. Ah, what? What? Wait, yeah, that's how, he, that's how he gets turned Carson's Bill Murray's character. Oh, okay. Oh, and every now and then they had these really weird speeches. They used... So wait, what... She, she finds, oh, who is having fun? I thought she was like, he becomes, I thought Gilchrist now, was about to say like, oh no, Emma Stone gets attracted to Bradley Cooper because she was dancing with Bill Murray. Mm, yeah, no, that's what happened. <laughs> God, this is stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Anyways, um, now Carson, all the scenes with Bradley Cooper and Carson are really weird because... Um, but prior to the satellite launch, they always they always talk in this like sort of weird code because he's gonna launch um, like a, a satellite that's carrying nukes on it. 
So there's just, oh, it's fucking, I, I don't remember the dialogue exactly, but it's so strange. It's just like, oh, it's a blackbird, big bird ready, sort of shit like that. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, wow. It was just really weird. Anyway, yeah, keep... and then uh, they're fighting, oh shit, Cookie Monster's just flown up into the air too. Yeah. If they're naming their bloody nuclear weapons after Sesame Street characters. Shit. No surprise there. Afterwards, mm, joins... Imagine that. Ghostbusters 3, but all the ghosts are Sesame Street <laughs> characters. Uh, Even though there was I'm not going to kill you! <laughs> well, that could be Ghostbusters oh, wow. 4. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Uh, wait, where was I up to? Afterwards, Ng joins Gilchrist in the room while he recounts experiences in Kabul, where he almost died. He tells her that this oh, was... Yeah. This was the first night he was truly happy to be living, and the two have sex. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, it did. Jeez, let's see. It's alright, it's off screen. Okay, the next... Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course it is. It's a rom-com. Imagine that. It was just like... (laughs) Hardcore pornographic scrolling. And they just get But ruined. then it's all to like, like fucking Cameron Crowe kind of like the music that he puts in there, which is like indie rock, which he yeah, puts in yeah, there. Yeah, he does. He puts a lot of indie rock and a lot of, a lot of like just stock ukulele stuff. <laughs> oh, well, it's Hawaii. So I know it's cool. Hawaii, but like, come on, mate. Like, any, everyone making a fucking Hawaiian <laughs> mu- film puts a shit in, in there. No, it's hey, let's go on. No, here's the thought process. It's like he's just. He's just he just advertised Hawaii. No, it's like, it's like he just wanted to go on holiday to Hawaii. Yeah, and film a porno I mean, with Bradley Cooper I, I'm, and I'm Emma not, Stone. I'm not surprised that Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, like all these big actors, they're like, want to have a holiday to Hawaii? Yeah, you want to do this movie yeah, in Hawaii? Right. What, 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 I'm probably going to get $2 million each for it. $2 million on a trip to Hawaii? Why would you say no? I don't... Because why would any actor say no? Be in a piece of shit? Yeah, but... You've got, a, you've got bills to pay, mate. You've got bathrooms to build. Oh, well, uh, yeah, he's got bathrooms to build. Well, he could always pick up a different role. I mean, Bradley, Bradley Cooper could always just uh, do another role as an angry chef. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, let's see. The next day, Ng discovers that Carson's satellite will actually carry a nuclear payload. Hmm. So Bill Murray wants to bomb the world, does he? No, he just, he just wants to have a nuke up in the sky. Oh... Just, just so he he could be the the one guy that has I don't know a handful of nukes against the two big nuclear nations. <sighs> when she tries to resign, her her colonel tells her it is a private operation run by Carson and that Gilchrist is aware of the details. Later, she confronts Gilchrist in tears for lying to her and the Hawaiians. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, lied to my people. <laughs> Sorry, I just had four people. copies. Okay, <laughs> you lied to my people, even though I'm more Chinese. But she's probably she's probably talking at the speed of she's probably talking at like Chris Tucker speed at this point because yeah. she's probably doing so much cocaine and just drinking coffee because she looks she's that no, bloody no. jumpy in this I film. Think it was when that happens, she just she comes back and she's upset, but she doesn't seem that I don't know upset. And then and then uh, a couple seconds later, she just breaks in. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you, you betrayed me! <laughs> you fucked me over and the Hawaiians." <laughs> Oh, oh god, people like that are just ridiculous. Oh, oh don't don't fuck with my uh, heritage. I am I am one eighth Native American. I'll <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, well you don't do that though, do you? No, of course I don't do no. that. No. <laughs> You're not like, oh I'm part tongue and I'll fucking smash you, bro. No. <laughs> you don't do that, no. No. Because even, you <laughs> even though I'm an even split between my two um ethnicities. But I'm just pure bred Australian. 
Mm. I'm not going to join the fucking German military and then join the yeah, you're military. Not, you're, not, you're not like, um, uh, <laughs> you're not like, <laughs> I'm sorry, just thinking about it, you're not like Lars von Trier, like, because you have a oh, German, yeah, yeah like, oh, you, you have a German, <laughs> it's er- Eric is a Nazi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it's confirmed, I'm a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is like, Okay, Lars. Oh, Lars Montreux, you nut job. <laughs> Go back to rubbing against, rubbing, up, rubbing your dick up against Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to... Yeah, Go back to the last Germany episode. Go back to the last episode to understand what the hell we're talking about <laughs> yeah, there. Now, they're both great filmmakers. They're just really pretentious at times. Yeah, they can be very <clears throat> pretentious. All right, meanwhile, Woody and Tracy confront each other about their recent... Ten- oh, uh, God. <laughs> imagine, imagine if Lars and Winding Refn made a film together... Do you think it would just be like straight up porn? Oh, it'd just I be don't a, know. It'd be a fucking snuff film, though, it, I bet. It'd be better than Aloha. That's what I'm guessing. No, it would be better than Aloha. All right. They confront each other about their recent tensions in their marriage, which he believes were caused by Gilchrist's arrival. Mm. They agree to separate. The next morning, Tracy shows up at Gilchrist's I, I hotel. Wish, I wish the storyline was that they were both sexually attracted to Gilchrist. <laughs> that would have been awesome. No, it's like, then, back off. John Krasinski's just like, back off his mind, bitch. Just... Yeah. No, Woody's just like he acts all tough, but when they're in like in a, in a like I don't know in a room. No, they're <laughs> Bradley Cooper goes to the bathroom. He finishes pissing, opens the door. There's Woody, fucking arm on the door. <laughs> and, then, and then Gilgrave's like, "Oh, what are you doing, Woody? Hello." You fuck, no, he's like, he's, just, he's like, he's no, like, he's like, in like the bathtub. No, he's something. just like, "Hello, soldier." Yeah. <laughs> no, do some gesture like, like, like <laughs> kiss to him. Like, what the fuck? Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Tracy shows up at Gilchrist Hotel and reveals that Grace is his daughter. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Later that day, after the successful blessing of the new pedestrian oh, that's gate... that's right, because there's a, there's a part, like, near the end of the film where, like, his sister, his daughter just fucking realises that and then there's all these obvious cues. And it's so funny because he just... He drives up to like her, her ballerie, her ballet, no, not fucking ballet. Dance, uh, some kind of dance Hawaiian, recital. She's doing oh, like a luau yeah, or something. Yeah, like traditional Hawaiian dancing. She's like the only white girl there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so he drives up there and like, this is just the weirdest dance studio because it's glass windows everywhere. There's no proper walls. So he just oh, goes up to like yeah. one of the windows and he's like, you know, he's just, he's just watching her and he knocks on the on the window and she goes oh. up to him and she starts crying because that's what she realises. Okay. Gilchrist soon learns that the Chinese are attempting to hack the satellite's code oh. to prevent the impending launch. Oh, so now this is the bullshit chi- China yeah. thing that you were talking about. Oh, wow. He rushes to the command centre and undermines the hacker's efforts. As he watches the satellite enter the Geosynchron... Geosynchrono... Geosynchronous... Orbit... Is that a real thing? I don't know. Uh, He realises that what what he's done and its impact on Ung... Really? (laughs) The impact on Ung is what you're worried about at the moment? Whom he has come to love. Aww. Even though there's probably a 10 year age difference between the two. Yeah, that's... Creepy. Ew. Mm, Uh, Let's see. uh, Age... It's just a number... Yeah. <laughs> Quickly, he orders a massive sonic upload to be sent to space, and he and Ung hold hands as they watch the satellite explode. Which I'm guessing the, the they didn't sa- actually hold hands and the satellite explode. The satellite explodes, and then he tells her, and then she's like, 
Whatever, you're still a dick. Well, that should be the fucking end of the movie. Why is there still three well, more paragraphs? Yeah, Why is more. there still three more yeah, paragraphs yeah, in this shit? So much more after the, the satellite explodes. Because then he's just... He's trying to tie all these loose ends or something. Oh but he ends up not doing much at all. Oh my goodness. Alright. Believing Ng's continued association with him will ruin her promising career. He tells her they should not see each other again. Oh, well, there well, you go. But they end up seeing each other again anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is this is what happens with the film. It just contradicts itself like like this. Like, the characters be like, oh, we can't see each other. You think that's they're done. And then, like, literally two scenes later, oh, yeah, let's fall in love. And you're just like, what happened to what you said, like, two scenes ago? Did that have no weight at all? It's just like uh, um, when... Um, what happens... So there's, like, no continuity in this film whatsoever. Well, the, the continuity is just broken. It's just how they... How they just... Position all the sequence of events is just stupid. Because here's an even better example. Alright, um... What's his name? Alec Baldwin. He's... He's... After, um... Gilchrist blows up the satellite, he's grilling him because he's like, You fucking idiot! Now we don't have a satellite in this area of the Pacific or whatever. Anyway... Um, after that, something else happens, and literally the next scene, um, <laughs> Alec Baldwin's just, like, uh, happy to see Gilchrist. He's just, like, just wants to bomb him or something. He's just like, oh my god, you're an American hero, Gilchrist? You saved us all. I didn't even know he had nukes on there. I'm just like, wow, that was quick. Oh my goodness. This, how the fuck did you get through this? I, I had two friends with me. Oh, that, that would have been just holding your hands. It's like, it's oh, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Oh, well, It'll we're all, all at be our, over soon. We're all at our computers, but uh, oh. yeah. Ca- Something like that. Jeez. Carson is not... No, co- actually, I think what got me through it was just hearing him screaming pain. It's like, <laughs> girl, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? Uh, and then, and then like, like some, some, something, something random would happen, like, I, I don't know. There's a scene where they like, what were they called? Like the Immortal Warriors or something. These um, so, like Hawaiian tribe of uh, uh, warrior men, uh, just like cross a road and it's like all misty. But like, uh, there's all, all this fog just to make them look all uh, g- uh, ghostly, anyways. And um, what's her name? Un is just like, oh, put your head down. You're not supposed to look at these Immortal Warriors, otherwise you'll get oh cursed. And we're just like. Why did that fucking happen? Oh, there was don't. no point for that to be... Oh, it's so funny. In the beginning of the film, they're trying to get somewhere, but they somehow get lost because they just start to walk through the fucking forest. <laughs> and then wow. they, like, argue, and then they split off, and then the next thing is they come back together again. So oh, is this God. just a shitty movie? Di- is this just, a like, a tourism Hawaii campaign disguised as a shitty movie? That's what I was thinking. I think this is a giant-ass ad to advertise Hawaii. Like, goddamn uh, Cameron Crowe just had a holiday in Hawaii. He's like, fuck yeah, this is the best place. I'm going to yeah. make a movie about it. It's like, yeah, I'll just take my and camera with me. I'm going to get paid for it. I'll just take my camera with me. Hey, uh, Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, and, like... Oh, Bill Murray. Yeah, let's, let's do coke in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm sure there was coke at the rap party, but then after they yeah. saw the box office results, they were like, yeah, we're in debt with our coke. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're going to have to think of uh, advertising another place for, um, uh, to, to get all this money back. How about Tonga? So, somewhere that gives us great tax credits. How about that? Mm. Atlanta! Fucking everywhere Atlanta. shoots there. <laughs> tax credits galore. Alright. Carsten is not pleased with the destruct- destruction of his satellite and confronts Gilchrist, who tells him that he cannot buy the sky. Yeah. 
General Dixon is also incensed. Incensed by Gilchrist's actions, threatening to prosecute him. Gilchrist returns to Tracy's house, where she reads him a moving love letter from Woody. Gilchrist, tell- <laughs> Gilchrist tells her that she she belongs with her husband and encourages him to go after... And she encourages him to go after... Mm. Woody comes... So, what the... Why in this fucking... This plot summary is Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone's character have their last name, but everyone fucking else has their first name there. Oh, because it's important. Oh it's important that you know that Emma Stone was Chinese, <laughs> and 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 you, and you know that uh, Bradley Cooper's character has a name like goddamn yeah. Gilchrist to make him sound like a knight or All something. Right. I'm Gilchrist. All right. Well, the the person who wrote this summary obviously had their um uh, computer in over overcompensate mode. I'm guessing. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see. Woody comes home and sees Gilchrist in his house. He tells Gilchrist he knows he knows he is Grace's. Father, he asked Gilchrist if he had slept with Tracy while he was gone. Gilchrist oh, tells Oh, yeah, him, yeah, that was hilarious. Gilchrist, because yeah, Gilchrist, Gilchrist tells Woody. No. And, the, and mm. Woody's just, like, super relieved. He's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. And like, that, that would have meant He was basically like, no, impact. no, but I slept with that chick who keeps telling everyone she's half Chinese and, like, a quarter Hawaiian. <laughs> I think she's lying. <laughs> I think she's just the whitest girl ever. She just doesn't want to admit it. She's almost she's she's almost transparent. She's that bloody white. <laughs> All you can see is her blonde hair and her giant ass milky blue eyes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Woody goes into the living room where Tracy is cleaning up. She sees Woody and they both run into each other's arms. Then are joined by Grace and Mitch. Gilchrist leaves the house while the happy family reunion continues. Which fucking apparently everyone in the audience would have been like, "Who gives a shit?" Exactly. Uh, General yeah, Dick. People would just be like, why is he visiting his fucking ex-wife when he's supposed to do this stupid satellite deal? Uh, General Dixon soon learns that Gilchrist was telling the truth about the nuclear weapons mm. payload and praises him for what he's done, revealing that authorities will soon be taking Carson into custody. So, Bill Murray's the villain of this movie? Yeah, he's the villain. Oh my... Jeez. He's, he's, he's actually only the villain because uh, Bradley Cooper just bums him. Uh, outside the hotel, Gilchrist finds Ng, who is preparing to leave. He tells he tells her he loves her, is staying in Hawaii, and he'll be waiting for her to return. Later that night, Gilchrist stands outside Grace's hula class and watches her dance. Mm. She notices him. She nods at her. He nods at her and then suddenly realizes he is her father. With tears of joy in her eyes, she runs outside and embraces him and then returns to her class to continue her hula down- dancing. Yeah. And then, I'm guessing... Some indie rock song or some bloody, I don't know, royalty-free ukulele yeah, that's used in every royalty, YouTube video yeah, ever. royalty-free As ukulele. the credits roll and everyone's like, well, what a, and as everyone goes down to yell at the bloody... Every, everyone was just like, I just wasted two hours of my life. No, that, that's when, as soon as directed by Cameron Crowe comes up, they get up, they walk down to the... Um, if, if they saw this in the cinemas, they walk down to uh, the bloody... T- the zitty teenager who's working at the fucking ticket office. Very fun! Gra- grabs them by the tie, like, through the little gap in, like, mm. the ticket windows. Grabs them by their tie, puts them down, and be like, I want a fucking refund! Yeah. What the hell was that shit? Hell, South Park should make a sequel episode of the um, Passion that- of Christ episode. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I was thinking when like there was that uh, really long gag in um uh, an episode of Family Guy where Stewie watches the Bewitched movie, and like he sees this really unfunny joke, and he goes all the way to LA, like it's about oh, a minute yeah. long, knocks on Will Ferrell's door, 
And Will Ferrell comes out, and Stewie just belts the shit out of him. He's like, that wasn't funny! <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And that is Aloha. Mm. Not recommending this movie. I'm, I'm oh, I'll it doesn't it doesn't reach so bad. Mine. It's good. I I'll definitely say that's so bad that it's good just because of how strange it is made. Okay, well I might just because of some really weird directorial choices and just because it's the kind of confusing mess like, you'd want to be in, possibly if you were drunk or stoned. Uh, I was gonna say like, is this a hangover movie? Is this? Do you reckon this is a movie where you're like you just lay in bed all day? This you're, is a movie you're, you're, watching... you're hung over as shit, and you just need something to help you get to sleep, or to actually just that's lull Plan you. Nine because it's boring as shit. No, this is the kind of movie where if um if you got if you and two other friends don't have anything to do, just watch this movie, and I don't know, you can do other shit in the background, like get stoned if you want, because it's. Because the plot's not important. You just watch the movie for the, st- the stupid scenes. Uh, you just watch the movie for um, for Woody to just act abnormal and, and for Buddy Ong to be off her head on coke, oh speeding about. Like I speed Gonzalez. I, I might have a look at some trivia on the Because I've got a feeling like everyone... Like, they were just... It, this was a paycheck for, like, everyone involved. Definitely. It would have had to have been. Like, there was... Like, they were like, oh, Cameron Crowe, maybe this... Oh, then they were like, oh, Cameron Crowe. And then they read the script and they're like, what the hell is this? They probably read the script on the, on the plane trip to Hawaii and they're just like, oh, fuck oh, me. Oh, God. It's always um, interesting to read some of the, um, the, tri- the trivia on the IMDb for this shit because it was like, some of it's just in- really, really stupid. Oh, what's this? Hold on. Apparent, uh, apparently, in early 2012, Ellen DeGeneres bumped into Emma Stone and Cameron Crowe at a restaurant and said, whatever you two do, it'll be great. Uh, no. Huh? Sorry, Ellen, you're wrong. Okay. Yeah, I reckon. Oh, God. Good way to jinx them, Ellen. Oh, but, oh, here we go. Among the massive trove of the leaked emails that were released in 2014 after Sony computer systems were hacked were some that revealed that Sony executives were extremely critical of this movie's quality and pessimistic about its box office prospects long before it was filmed or released. <laughs> they thought it was crap anyway. I know. Oh, that's so oh sad. Oh, my God. Bro, he's just like, fuck you. He's just like, that's um, amazing. He's just like, Ed Wood. He's just like, fuck uh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then the movie's terrible. It's not done. The, the, the then co-chair of Sony Pictures Entertainment, Amy Pascal, in one of the emails wrote that many aspects of the film's main characters and plot made no sense. I'm never, uh, I'm never starting a movie again when the script is ridiculous and we all know it. I don't care how much I love the director or the actors. It is never, not even once, it never, not even once, ever works. As much as I want movies to, it, this way, this is way worse. At least the marketing departments at both studios have something to sell that looks big and glossy. We have this movie in for a lot of dough, and we better look at that. Scott Rudin didn't get, didn't once go go to the set or help us in the editing room or fix the fucking script. <laughs> I, I added the fucking, but jeez, that's just mm. <laughs> even Sony thought this movie was bullshit. That's funny. Oh, and so, Sony thinks it's bad. It's oh, oh, and listen to this. Bad. Originally set for a December 2014 release. So that tells me that they were they were pushing for Oscars if they were mm. releasing this in December. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. They're cooked. That's, that's bad. 
should should we quickly talk about Burnt, the other? Oh yeah, another an, another shitty Brad Pitt, um, Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper <laughs> movie that came out in the exact same year. Yes. Now, so he's interesting some... story about Burnt was uh, my friend Evan once watched a trailer of Burnt, and um, I'm pretty sure somewhere in the trailer, this trailer that he saw at least. There was a line, or there was an exchange of dialogue between Bradley Cooper's character and a restaurant owner in, in, in England, and Bradley Cooper said, oh, I'm going to open a uh, restaurant in France one day, and then this uh, this restaurant owner replies, you cannot do that, if you open a restaurant in France, you'll be killed! <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to look this up. I have to look this up. I am pausing the podcast so we can watch it and look it up because this is this is ridiculous. Let's continue. You should I don't know find it on your phone. Yeah, I know, but I just don't want the background. Like I'll I might play it if we find it, but oh my god, like I'll just play it through the. I'll find it. Yeah, I'll find it first and then I'll might play it through the mic. Oh well, I could keep talking about it while you find it. All right, yeah, but I'll just all right. So just talk a little bit more about any what a terrible movie. This is. Anyway, um, this 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 one line urged my friend to watch this movie so badly um, that we ended up watching it. Although um, unfortunately, he forgot about it, and somehow I found it when we we're looking at uh, Bradley Cooper's filmography, and I'm like, oh my god, look at this fucking movie, Burn. Bradley Cooper plays a chef, and it's a Rotten Tomato score shit. It's like thirty or something, and he's like, oh my god, Burn. That's the fucking movie with that stupid line with the. Well, the restaurant owner tells Bradley Cooper that he can't open a restaurant in France, otherwise he's going to get killed. Anyway, so Burnt is just... It's just a a um, movie about this... Uh, <laughs> I just it? found it. Mm. Hold on, I'll try and get it again. Just get... Here we go. Okay. Alright. Alright, so we found it. I'll, I'll play it. And So, is this actually in the movie? or is This, this is one in of those... the movie, yeah. Okay, so this is it. To start a new restaurant, there are at least a dozen people who will try to have you killed. <laughs> they're really seriously. This they're, they're super serious in this movie. They just they think that the chefs are the fucking mob or something. Oh, and, and, and also, um, Bradley Cooper's character in various points gets beaten up by these two dudes because he he owes some mob a lot of money because of some stupid thing he did in France. <laughs> God, it was hilarious. God, it's hilarious. I mean, oh my this, like, the people making this movie took this way too fucking seriously. <laughs> like, um, oh, I'm told being a chef is a fucking hard job, but they... But God, oh, I'm they, not denying that. Yeah, but... I'm not denying that. It probably, it probably goddamn is, but these, these like, chefs are goddamn insane. Like, oh like um, Bradley Cooper's character's a total dick. Like, um, one of his, uh, um, cooks does, doesn't, he undercooks a scallop and he gets him to eat it. But it's, what's so stupid is that, like, after the guy's, like, chewing the scallop, like, spit it out before so, you get food poisoning. So is that line, hold on, I just want to play it again, because it's amazing. Oh, I know, so good. If you try to start a new restaurant, there are at least a dozen people who will try to have you killed. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's never not funny, is it? It's even better with a trailer because it makes it sound even more intense. <laughs> yeah, and you've got the dun 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 dun. dun. That's probably that's probably fucking Bradley Cooper just playing his knives <laughs> at a pot. Oh god, dear pot. Oh wow. <laughs> so is is this another so bad it's good movie or is it just ridiculous? It, it's just it's just shit, but it's super ridiculous though. I mean, oh. oh. 
what really annoyed me in, with, this, with one character is they bring in this love interest, super um, obvious. Bradley Cooper's looking at this guy's restaurant and there's, there's this woman like... But what's really stupid is like, he gets her fired, but then he rehires her into the restaurant. Oh. Anyways, so I don't know why he did that. Anyway, when, when they meet, it's just... It's, oh, it's love at first sight, boys. Uh, oh. um, <laughs> um, so the restaurant owner is just uh, showing um, Bradley Cooper the, the fucking restaurant. And um, he, he sees this one chef who's a saucier, this woman... And he's just, he tastes those sauces like, oh, your sauce is, uh, is it sh- it's shit. Something, he states something wrong with so it. So it's like, like, fuck you. Is he kind of meant to be like a Gordon Ramsay type? I guess, or... he, I'm, I'm, I think he's supposed to be like some kind of Gordon Ramsay type chef. Like the the whole uh, story of the film is that he's trying to build this great um, restaurant and get his third Michelin star, which is like, uh, yeah, yeah. which show that he's one of the best chefs in the world. But, oh, my God. Oh, this movie is fucking boring and super rundown or not? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Because it's not very interesting. Because I had a look and it was like seven paragraphs and I'm like, no, not reading that. I'm surprised someone uh, made seven paragraphs of this shite anyway. (laughs) Um... This this film likes to just indulge itself with just showing how people like make food. It's like food porn almost. Oh, okay. Sort of yeah. just it's just weird. But they're just devoting so much screen time to them just like making food. It's like if you're watching fucking Iron Chef and just like, oh look at him, look at him put all the elements on the, the dish so precisely oh. type of shit. <laughs> Anyways. Um Oh uh, hold on. Apparently um I'm reading the synopsis. He had it all and lost it. The two star Michelin Rockstar. <laughs> oh my gosh. That that's almost that, that's almost as over dramatic as this. Oh. If you try to start a new restaurant, there are at least a dozen people who will try to have you killed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets better every time we play it. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Oh, you, know wow. uh, you know what's so good about that that character is that um the film means that there's like is Gator- he like a mob boss or something? No, or? no, he's just a restaurant owner. Um, he's in in that little clip, he looks like a mob boss. I know he looks like a mob he's boss. In like he's in like a suit and everything. He's super in dressy. It's weird. Anyway, this guy. Now, yes, he is super dressy, and you, you, you might I don't know suspect that he's gay. That's because. Um, the film actually hints out to this character in Bradley Cooper to having a possible gay relationship. It was so weird when we saw this. Like, we thought that, like, um... So like it we, has a lot of... No, no, it was super strange, because they, they paint, um... Uh, Bradley Cooper's character as being a womanizer, but I guess he's a bisexual, because he had a gay relationship with this guy. So, but what's so funny is that, um, the original owner was... This was this was the current restaurant owner's father, but Bradley Cooper also banged the the original restaurant owner's daughter. So he, I guess Bradley Cooper's trying to have a go at all the guy's children. Mm. I don't oh. know. Anyways, this looks um, bad. Like it's pretty bad. Even the poster looks like shit. It, it just looks, looks like so they, they photo they photoshopped as many fucking people as they could onto it. <laughs> it does. Oh jeez. Oh. God, it's just, it's just I would play that clip again, up. but I'm afraid of a copy of like copyright infringement or something. Yeah, so I think like I'll just leave it. At, with three. I think I'll just leave it at three for now. But mm. that's I think that's good enough. That's that's good enough. <laughs> at least we it. got that on. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I mean, well. I could try and remember some other dumb lines. It's so overly dramatic, uh, burnt that you can't really take it seriously. Even when the movie tries to be really serious, when um, Bradley Cooper, he, it's so funny. He's just like, and the, how twelve of them want yeah. him dead. At yeah. least twelve. Of I, them. I, I don't know. Just the French people must be really serious about their restaurants. Anyways, um, now there's one scene in the film where. Um, well, they mentioned earlier, they established that uh, Bradley Cooper betrayed this other chef who he decides to hire on in his kitchen. Seems a bit fucking dangerous. Anyways, um, this decision bites Bradley Cooper in the ass, as you would expect. Yeah. Um, so, he, to get his third Michelin star, he has to impress his, uh, this, uh, these esteemed um, food critics that are part of some strange oh, okay. guild of food critics on they're part of the michelin committee or whatever and like it's really it's really odd like they have these really precise mannerisms that they do to indicate to a restaurant that they're there and it's uh so like the indications are oh they'll order a bottle of wine they have two glasses of water or something and they'll drop a fork next to their foot something stupid like that oh uh, they'll have their own little mannerisms yeah they have their, they have their own little they 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 Get these signals away oh, to show that they're these they, critics. They, I mean, they they do that. They they do they, that. They mentioned that a little bit in Ratatouille as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they do that. They do that in the film, and and oh, it's so dumb because uh, Bradley Cooper just goes fucking nuts. He's just like, you can't fuck this this dish up. And of course, he's the friend that he betrayed. Fucks the dish up, like oh. makes us in. But good thing for Bradley Cooper is that they weren't the real critics. They were just a bunch of nerds from I don't know Germany or something. Anyway, uh, so after after that, r- thinking that he's totally fucked this up, that he's just failed getting his third Michelin star, he decides to commit suicide in his rival's kitchen. So, and, and he's really pissed off at his rival because he's like, "Oh, you're just cooking in these condoms, like because they 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 use these uh, bags to like trap all the flavor in these, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah these really weird pressure cookers or whatever." Anyway, um, Bradley Cooper arrives to his rival's restaurant, super pissed. Drunk, um, he, he puts a plastic bag over his head. He tries to fucking cook his own head in one of the weird <laughs> cookers. What? It's so stupid. And his friends like, oh. his friends like getting mad. He's like, oh come on, don't do that. Uh, don't I kill yourself by he, he looks like a bit. Of, he seems like a bit of an asshole in this movie, he's though. A, Bradley, he's Cooper. a complete asshole. I, I thought the person no, that comes in and sees him doing that. What's really been like... weird is that um, this this guy, this fan of his, lets him stay at his house, and he's being a complete dick to him and he's like only advice is like oh to survive in this business you have to be fucking arrogant but what's really weird is that the guy's never I, I was expecting that to bite Bradley Cooper on the ass like oh. like this young chef was gonna be like oh fuck you Bradley Cooper I'm gonna surpass you no the, the, the guy gets more oh. sterner but he just he's still a gimp throughout the whole movie oh. it's really weird I can just imagine like this guy so he tries to save him when he tries to kill himself yeah. by putting the, uh, but I, I thought if that oh, was no, me it's so funny the guy's just like no no don't do that don't do that I thought now. he would have been like Willy Wonka just like stop don't come back stop. yeah <laughs> it, it, no it's sort of like that the guy just walks up and the dude's like a bit the, he's had the fucking cook and he's like okay come on and he's like to everyone oh come on guys don't let him do that it, it seemed like he was more he would have been more annoyed like, he didn't... He cared about his friend, but it seemed like he would have been more annoyed to have someone fucking die at his restaurant because it closed down. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. And is, bloody burn. Is that how it ends? Oh, no. It ends with them making a dish. Because the whole moral of the story is that Bradley Cooper ends up, like, uh, forgetting about his vain mission and decides to cook for enjoyment or something like that. Oh. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's very pillowy or whatever. And um, 
so the end of the film is that the 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 real Michelin reviewer is actually come to his restaurant. So he doesn't tell his uh he doesn't tell the cooks that they're here. So then they just make a meal for him. Uh, okay. And then like uh, I'm pretty sure it ends with him eating a meal with all these cooks. They had a couple of scenes like that where they're all eating. Okay. Does the title "Burnt" have anything to do with the? Uh, Does it come maybe, into play? Maybe, is it a clever may, title? Uh, no. The only indication is that, oh, he got burnt by his friend. Oh, oh. In a sense that he betrays him oh for my... his original betrayal. The writer of this film actually is not a bad writer. Like, I'll, I'll name some of the films and, like, shows that he has worked on. So, he is the writer of, uh, let's have a look. Uh, mostly TV specials and things mm. like that, so let's not get into that. Mm. Uh, Dirty Pretty Things. Eastern Promises. Jeez. Lock. Closed Circuit. Oh, okay, he wrote Seventh Son, so that's pretty <laughs> shit. Um, Allied, as well, that's what he did after that. And also... What well, is Allied? Doing? And he's also the creator of TV series Peaky Blinders. Mm. And Taboo with um, Tom Hardy. So... He's not a bad, not a bad filmmaker, but jeez, what the fuck? And did they even film it in France? No, it, was, it took place in England. Like, oh, the did time. it? I'm pretty okay. sure it did. Oh yeah, it does too. We yeah. thought we thought they were gonna go yeah, to it was England, Paris or something, but, but no, some, they don't. For they some reason, about it for some reason, it says they must have done reshoots in New Orleans because <laughs> it says it's a bit was shot in New Orleans as well. Evan and I demanded that they that the only sorcier in in any uh, film. That's gonna revolve around chefs should come from Louisiana. Yeah, well, no, new, yeah. just Cuban sandwiches. No, yeah. not just... Louisiana. Sorry, New Orleans. Yeah, like in Apocalypse yeah. Now, chef. Oh, it's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, I was a Celsius in New Orleans. Or might have been Louisiana. I don't remember the line well, exactly. New Orleans is in Louisiana. Oh yeah. Oh okay, same place. Mm. Okay, so I reckon. Well, we're probably gonna get really fucking angry and hit something if we uh, talk about any more shit movies. No, I'm No, I'm you, you can it. do this all like, day. I can do this yeah. all day. Uh, uh, we might save it for another time, though. This is just, the, this is just the beginning. Well, not exactly the beginning of this yeah. Uh, series. Yeah, well, w- once I start to learn how to podcast over Skype, Eric and I are going to do... Eric's going to become my co-host of this podcast. Mm. That That's the goal. I'm going to be the guy that's just going to waste his time masochistly watching terrible films yeah, and for well, your I enjoyment. Watch, yeah, and I'm the one that watches all the good ones. Cause... He's going to watch all the good ones. I'll occasionally watch some. You're, you're gonna other take. Movies. You're gonna take the hits, so I don't have to. Yeah, I'm gonna. Take and for the hits. that, I am thankful. And I'm gonna tell them which hits are, are worth the the watch and which aren't. And burnt's not worth the watch. Oh yeah, you're also saying Transformers Five. Didn't didn't I tell you that? Oh yeah, you have. No, I haven't. No, you need. I'm, I'm, oh, sen- I'm need sending to. you to see Transformers Five. Oh well, <laughs> I wanted to watch with Evan, but he even watched it without I'm, me. I'm joking. What, what did he think? Oh well. Well, he did think it was crap, of course, uh, but he's a bit disappointed. He, he wanted something more like Transformers 4 with, like, really blatant product placement. Like, his favourite part is... Our favourite part Oreo is... Oreo Bot? No, the, the God oh. the goddamn Bud Light thing. Oh, the yeah. The Bud Light truck. Dr- yeah, cracks... It, cracks it, it, it cracks open. Cracks open a cold yeah. one with the Transformers. Yeah. God, uh, it was stupid. No, my favourite one is uh, in the very first one, where, like, the Allspark just gets all of the... Um, the, uh, like devices around them to start turning into transformers, mm. and the guy just bought an Xbox 360, oh, and yeah. a guy is about to, is like getting fucking murdered by his Xbox. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, it's great. Oh, okay, we might have... for transformers. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap it up there. We're nearly at an hour. 
So that was, mm. and we've we did did a, a proper episode earlier today, and as you can probably tell from how tired we are, yeah, we're how we're tired I'm saying we're a bit burnt out from the, a uh, bit burnt, burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, so thanks very much for Eric Tischer for the second time today coming on this episode. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure as always. Yep, he will hopefully be the co-host very soon once he gets a decent microphone that actually fucking works. Hey, my microphone's better than yours. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. it's your computer. Uh, well, and, until otherwise, it's your fault. Alright. And, and, and until, proven, until proven innocent, you're guilty. Thanks. Uh. <laughs> Alright, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes where you can also rate us. Please give us a five-star review. That would be awesome. No, From what I last checked, there are no reviews up yet. So um, if I could get at least one, even please let it be good. There's no point in just writing up. It's like, this is awful. Eat shit. Kill yourself. Like... Cause I might... Unless you do it in a very constructive way and make yeah. an essay out of it. <laughs> I, I just love to do that. Someone just ends like this massive paragraph and just ends it with, kill yourself. Mm. Imagine uh... if that was their positive review and then they're just like, oh, I only have one criticism. Change your fu- change the fucking host. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> no, it's like that Eric guy. He needs to run this show. Mm. Uh, anyway, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes or you can follow us on SoundCloud. We're also there. And if you like this episode on SoundCloud, hit the like button. That will be very greatly appreciated. Um, I said this on the last couple of episodes, and I'm not quite sure if you're aware of this, but I recently uh, hit over 300 plays on all my episodes. So thank you for everyone that's listened. That is awesome. I mean, it's not numbers that I'd like, but it's a start. Hell, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, i got to start somewhere. And th- I'm actually really, really impressed. Well, not impressed. Well, glad and thankful for everyone that's listened so far. Because a lot of people have came in, and a lot of people that I know have listened to the first... They, asked, they listened to it, and... A lot of them say no, or a lot of them say, I listened to the first episode, and that was it. <laughs> and look, that's fine. Like, it's mm. podcasts itself are a niche thing. Movie podcasts are even niche. Even niche, yeah. So I don't expect everyone I know to be listening to this. And to be honest, there are some people that I hope aren't listening to this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not we, naming do make, names. we do make some long endurance uh, podcasts, yeah. sort of. The, they usually always they're always over an hour. Mm. Oh yeah, and any any ins- and some of them span to three. Yeah, this is great for insomniacs. This podcast because mm. it'll drift them straight off to sleep. <laughs> I actually told my friend who said that um, they they really had trouble with sleeping, and I was like, oh, listen to my podcast, you'll knock you right the fuck out. <laughs> Especially if you do not care in mo- uh, if you really don't care for movies, which this person does not. All right, so thank you. We have social media, as I've said in the last couple of episodes. We are now on Twitter at AB Movie Podcast because another bloody movie podcast does not fit on a Twitter handle. So we are at AB Podcast. You can also follow me on uh, my Twitter and my Instagram, which is both at Sean Hub underscore. That is S E A N H U B underscore. You can also like our Facebook page, which is another bloody movie podcast. You can follow us on our podcast Instagram page at another bloody movie pod. We're also on Gmail at anotherbloodymoviepod at gmail.com. Thank you once again very much for Eric Tisha. Hope you can be on the podcast a lot more often. Yeah, me too. That would be awesome. And thanks very much, guys, for listening. Take us out, Daniel Brule from Burnt. Oh. If you try to start a new restaurant, there are at least a dozen people who will try to have you killed. <laughs> Same goes for podcasting. See you later.